And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. They met in the group and they'll meet again in the intermediate final. The seconds and the mockers. I'll be given my breakdown on the weekend's action and I'll be previewing next weekend's Mount Watering Senior Semi-Finals. Thanks for listening. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest We Are Loud podcast. Hello and fortunately thanks a million for, for joining in and listening along. Uh, it's great to have you on board. Uh, really tough tough weekend personally for myself. Um, beaten by the Moctis. Uh, tough one to take. Um, it's been three years now. It's final, semi-final, semi-final. Um, and we just can't get over just uh, can't get over the line. Can't get even back into the final. Um, credit to the, to the Moctis, they, uh, the, the, they're a good side. Um, any team that has the luxury of um, bringing Kieran Bourne in, in the middle of the second half uh, is, is going somewhere. Um, they, they're really they're, they're a battle, battle-hardened team. That's one thing about them. They are, they are hardy boys. Um, don't give an inch. And... I suppose we got the better of them two years. Uh, Darren McMahon came in and spoke to us in the dressing room afterwards. Actually, a good speaker. I might actually uh, get him on here sometime. Um, came in and he spoke, and he, he spoke about how they know how they know how we feel. Uh, they've um, been on the receiving end of two. We beat them in the quarter final last year. The year before that, we beat them in the semi final. So, swings and roundabouts in the intermediate championship. It's just it's so tough to win. It's so tough to get back to the final even. It's such a tough competition, but really good competition. Like The uh, the crowd and the sense of occasion, you could feel it in Ardy. Ardy's a great venue, by the way. Vocally, for some reason, it, it, it's, a, it's great for the spectators. When the noise gets up, you feel it on the pitch, and it, the stand is right in the middle of the field, and uh, the atmosphere heightens, and uh, we give us heart as good as we got. We uh, we just couldn't claw back their lead. They, they built up and credit to them. They held on and they kicked their freeze and just snuck that one point ahead. We thought we were going to have them 
come late in the second half or coming and coming but we just we just couldn't get there um, Ardy's great venue it might be the intermediate final venue I don't know um, where they played I don't know where the Falcons played the Moctis in the in the group stages but uh, I suppose uh, Alan Andy was right I had him in for the intermediate uh, previews uh, all year and um He's just been handed his P45 because I've been handed my P45. But Alan tipped the Feckins, which we'll get to them in a second. And he also, he, he tipped the draw, so he was nearly right. It was it was, was one-point game for a long time and then they pulled away with, with um, two points, win the Moctis. And I think in his heart of hearts, he wanted to go for, for a Moctis win, but he just couldn't put his neck on the line. But... Uh, no, do winners and best of luck to them. And also, um, well, well, I didn't go to the game on Saturday between the Feckins and the Finbars, but uh, by just casually looking up the looking up the Twitter feed, it was some game. Um, one five to no score up, and then I went back then and checked it, but twenty minutes later, and then. There was three points in it and missed the penalty, uh, the tour, and then they came back and they were winning. And then they were really winning, they were well ahead. And you thought, geez, the Twin Bars, well, another team that just never stopped, never ever came up. And then you have the Feckins in the final. They got over the line, and in fairness to the Feckins, they have their act together. They're a really strong team. They've You look at it, they have four county men, Bev and Owen. Duffy, um, Rowan Holcroft, and Paul Matthews. So just four, and then they've been in Division One this past few years, uh, and they've a couple of nice forwards as well. The Devlins are good, good players. They have Kyler with experience, and then younger lads as well. Uh, McCabe at the back. So uh, just shows when you get get a run together, get the team together, and got who who's going to win that final? That's going to be that's going to be a really tough one to call. Um, I will preview that when it comes within a couple of a week or so's time, um, and also when you when you look at it, last year's winners, the O'Connells, they beat the they beat the um, Kevin's in the quarter final and they beat Tor in the semi final, going on to win it. The Feckins have beat the Kevin's in the quarter final. They're uh, they're after beating Tor in the semi final. So is it the Feckins year? I know they were back. They were back way way back when the. By Domanis before the Domanis became Domanis and Wonder Intermediate went on into the Leinster uh, Intermediate and then into the senior kingpins that they are today. Um, so that just shows like the Feckins, it, it's it's hard to get back there and it's you go down, you go up and you keep trying and you keep working on things and things come together and they've built up an awful lot of lessons over the years and they've learned from it and I remember seeing that Moctis Feckins game um, last year in the group stages, and Bevan got sent off, and the Moctis won it fairly well. So it's it's going to make make what for a Mountwater final. Um, two good country teams going at it, and plenty of good forward play, good attacking players. You're throwing Kieran Bourne into the mix as well. So God knows, God knows who's going to win that, but. That's all ahead, and uh, I will preview it come the time. But unfortunately, it's not to be for Matok, and uh, 
I'll never be looking forward to, no, no, forget all that now forget the intermediate I have to pull it out of my head somewhere it's good to talk and I'm going to preview now the senior semi-finals happening next Saturday and Sunday night And then there was four. Uh, the Jocks, the Blues, Clough, the Pats. Four teams in the mix that can get their hands on the Joe Ward Cup. I suppose the neutrals will be looking for the Blues. No, sorry, they'll be looking for um, Clough and the Jocks. who have never won it before. The Blues are current champions. And the Pats haven't gone away, you know. They are um, looking to get their hands back in the trophy. But... Yeah, neutral to be looking for the for the jocks and Clower to get through and get to the final and and win it. Um, Who win it? We don't know. On Saturday night, the jocks play the Pats in RD, and that is going to be that's going to be a really mouthwatering game. It's going to it's going to be tighter than a lot of people expected. I think when you when you break it down, it looks like uh, the Pats have come into a bit of form. And the Jocks probably, I mean, the worst thing you can have is playing a weak team in the quarterfinal and building yourself up and hyping yourself up and not knowing how good you are. And then you look at the absolute battle that the Pats had to get through to um, beat the man. He's not bringing them right up to speed. But whereas there might be a little bit lethargic and tired after that win, the Martins will be fresh, you know. So it, it's. It, it's making for a good game because on paper you're looking at the jocks and you think they're much better side but then you have the you have the battle hardened pats and to be honest Paddy Keenan looks back to top form I know he tired a little bit beyond, at the end of the game um, against the Mahonies but first half when he was fresh and there was uh, energy in the legs having just come home from Boston um, he's had like he's had a summer playing against top top players like like so sure Darren Connolly was over there but he's playing with top players like McIntyre and uh, boys from O'Reilly from Mead so you're training with them all summer and nice dry weather and getting fit so he he definitely has lost and he looks as fresh as he's looked in recent years um, especially his top form like he kick points kick frees right foot left foot. So he, like as usual with the Pats, he's the man to look for. Um, in the middle of the field, he'd be, he'd be battling it out with, with big men. The the Martins have big men. They have, I suppose, they have Wayne Campbell in there who will looks, looks to be back, shake off a knock, um, and he looked to be back in the middle of the field with uh, either Gavin Mooney um, and who is the other one? Conor Morgan has, has come in there now. Um, young Conor Morgan from the Loud Minor team last year. He's come in, young player, and he's he's finding his groove as well. He's after playing some high quality games, like in the Cardinal Donald final, and the win over the O'Connells will, will give him good good uh, good confidence. But then you also have you also have the added length and kick out of Craig Lynch um, and Ardy. He'll find his pockets of space. There'll be movement in in the Jocks' defence. They'll get the ball away, and Craig can burn them long as well if he if he wants to. Um, and then on the other hand, you have Sean Connor in goals for the Pats, who uh, who's just come back. I don't think he was in and out of the team. He was away, he had left, and now he's back in. He was a cause for one of the goals, uh, the the goal to let the man he's back into before half time. So that'll be on his head. The high ball came in, he just dropped it. Uh, well, he did have uh, Connor Crawley in front of him in his eye line, so we'll have to excuse him on that. 
But it's going to be fascinating break breaking ball around the middle of the field and who can get the possession because. Having played in Ardy, it's a wide pitch, and once you get on top in the middle of the field, you can get you can really launch platforms for attack, and it's it's God knows who's going to shade that one. The Pats will bring all their experience, like Ray Finnegan. Speaking of Paddy, Paddy Keenan back and forth, Ray Finnegan was outstanding the the other night against the man. He's hoovered up uh, typical Ray performance. Hoovers up majority possession around the field, uses it well. Is a constant attacking source for the Pats. Just driving forward, an outlet for the for coming out of defence, and he'll have to be marshalled. He'll have to be picked up. He'll have to be um, put back. His brother Desi as well. So all these, all these experienced men from the past who have jangles of uh, Joe Ward medals in their pockets, and they still look to have that hunger again uh, to get back in, to get back into the top, to get back to the summit, I suppose. Um, you're looking at the bench as well on both teams. Um, the Pats still have Daryl Lafferty to come on. We'll speak about him in a second. Um, they're flying on O'Connor home for the game. Actually, that could be a lie. Um, probably is a lie. You know, it's completely made that up. But maybe when you think that he's not even there and they're, they're performing as well. Um, but the big, the big uh, ace in the Pats or in the Jocks cards is um, um, the fact that. Uh, Jim Farrell keeps bringing on uh, JP Rooney off the bench, and what a what an absolute game changer he is. He he heightens the the nerves in the in any opposing defence when he comes on. He causes disruption. He gives the Martins belief. He did that against Kilkenny. He did that in the league. Um, he, like JP could come on at any time, at any moment, any time of the day, and he'd still sniff a goal or sniff a goal chance. It's just natural to him. Um, he has that form going into it. Um, speaking of form, you're looking at Conor Whelan. He's picked up a bit of form and he's his uh, sidekick beside him. Sam Mulroy as well, he's finding a bit of form. That'll be a really good battle with him and, and uh, Darren O'Hanlon on the edge of the square. So, like, it's... it's Who is the form team going into? I suppose I spoke about that already. Um, both can stake cases for, for form. Um, you're looking down at the team and you're looking at injuries Clutterbuck will possibly be back for the Martins um, the only like the only player that will be missing from the Pats is uh, Cahill Grogan big full forward big man and he was playing really well against the Mahonies before he got sent off I think it was a straight red I don't think it was a yellow and a red or a yellow and a black no it was a straight red card if, if, from what I remember just like I'm looking, like it was that hectic in the last ten minutes. It was very hard to remember what happened with cards flying and the whole lot. And he's suspended. He's a big outlet for them. But Daryl Lafferty is probably going to come in in that position and uh, less physical, but more of a baller, um, more skillful, and he he need to be looked after as well. Um, it could be just the way things work out. A lad comes in like that. And it could suit him playing against the Martins. I don't know how they got on in the league. I must actually check that out. How they went head to head in the league. But the Pat, I'll say, will be have. I say there's a few knocks after that uh, rib breaking derby against the Mahonies. Whereas, like I said, the the Martins, I'd say, are fresh. I'd say they're just chomping at the bit. I'd say they're. I'd say they were at that game, in the clans looking at the Pats, and I'd say they thought, all oh, right, yeah, we could get the Pats here and just run them. Use our pace, use our speed, and just just expose the pats and move them around the field and get into them. Uh, 
Posse McDonald's a big player for the for the Martins. With with McClutterbuck out, he he gets them out. He's a bit like Ray Finnegan. Both soccer backgrounds as well. Mick Fanning's strong at the back for the Martins, <coughs> and then you're just relying on those youngsters up front to to carry them through. Like um, Samurai, is he, he he's a focal point up front. He's it's more what he lays off, what he supplies what for them, and and leading the attack more so than scoring and taking the scores. But to have other players like Connor Healy's a big player for them. Um, and also the Pats can change it up as well, like the young Jason Cullen in the corner, or the Jason Woods in the corner, and he, he was playing defence all year, he's done before on his back, and he played in the corner, and he does, he does a job. That's the thing, Fergal Real is getting a, getting a job and getting roles out of these players, and they look to have that eye of the tiger in them, they just they look a bit... To look a bit, look a bit like they used to. They're, they're very determined. They're, they're, there was nothing soft about them anyway. Um, there was nothing lacking. And then you, even Owen Lafferty wasn't really, uh, wasn't really in the like. Wasn't really seen in the game or much attention given to him. But just goes about his job, steady job. Did a good job in Ben McLaughlin. He he'll be he'll be looking to shut down players. They won't give up, give up anything easy. They'll try and it'll more or less it will look it will look to to be a defence versus attack sort of a game. You're looking at the Pats to do enough to get ahead <coughs> on the score sheet, and you're looking at um, the um, the Pats trying to stop the Martins attack, which is quite good. At, um, it's quite they can attack from anywhere really, and then. I suppose you're, you, you've owned Callaghan as well. He's a key player. Speaking of key players, he is a really key player for um, for the Martins. I suppose this is a very in-depth um, very in-depth preview on this Pats versus Nave Martin game in RD next Saturday. The venue is going to make for a good game. Very, very. I don't know when or ever the Pats played in RD. If someone can write in and let me know that because... Even to see the Pats in RD be be quite a change. So, a bit of history there. The referee will all depend on who's who's refereeing it. Desi McDonald let a lot go. He, he's a good ref in the Mahoney's game. But is, is another ref going to clamp down it? Is it come down to free kicks? And will it be? There's a lot of good free takers on both sides. Um, is it the Pats' destiny to get back there to the summit? Is it? Is it is this the jocks year? Are they going to get to the final? Are they going to get over the line? Like I know they have. I know the Pats are still there, and they're a big team and they're a big scalp. And this is the big test for the Martins. Can they get over the line? And can they like such a test for them to get over the line to beat the Pats? Like getting over a semi final is difficult enough. Getting, I think, it could be the the is it their first senior final? Could be the Martin's first senior final. Stand corrected on that. Um, but getting over the line and just getting there is going to be massive. Do they have enough to beat the Pats? Uh, I think they do have enough. I think there's enough quality there. It'll come down to in between the two ears. Uh, the Pats will have experience in the right places. Um, Jesus, this is a tough game to call. Tough, tough game to call. Let me think. Oh, I think I'm, I think the Pats are going to do it. There, I've said it. Something about them last week. Um, but then I wouldn't be surprised either way. So I'm getting me. I'm 
get myself out of that one. Um, oh, the jocks could do it. They really could do it. With the attack and play and this time of year and their youth and their energy, and their exuberance and the way their attack and play to break down the past defence. Um, oh, I'd love to say a draw. I'd love to be like Alan Landy and just cop out with a draw. But... Um, no, I'm going to go for the Pats. I'm going to stick my neck on the line and go for the Pats. That's game one. Now we look to the Blues on Clarehead and Drawda on Sunday afternoon. The New Town Blues, the champions. Can they be dethroned by Dreadnoughts of Clarehead? Can they get back to the senior final that they've been beaten in a couple of years ago by the Pats? Can they get across the line? Are they the greatest... Are they the tr- greatest threat to the Blues this year? Are you going to catch the Blues in the semi-final? Is this the time to catch them? In Drogheda, they'll, they'll be well used to Drogheda, the Blues. Like, it goes without saying, but the Gaelic grounds will, will really suit them as a venue. They played there two years ago, I think. Two years ago in the group. Maybe it was last year in the group stages. Yes, maybe it was last year in the group stages. And uh, Clotter really didn't, really didn't look themselves that day. They've... As we all know, they're a different animal this year under Wayne McKeever. They look clinical up front. They have a couple of options all over. He's improved a lot of players. He's got a proper system in place. He's got he's got the defensively structured. He has the man marking jobs. He's rolling out who to, where they want to play and who to play and who to mark and when to mark and what way to go about their business. And it, like when you look at the the dreadnoughts, an awful lot of them have loud experience. An awful lot of them have been through the mire. They've got the monkey off the back in, in, in one sense and winning the Division 1 league couple two years ago. Um, so they're coming and they're coming and this is, could be the greatest bounce that they'll get off the manager, uh, Wayne McKeever, who's a good record as well. Um, he'll be lining up the Blues and looking to, to, to scalp them. So... Really and truly, this is this is the this is the time to get the blues because I feel when you look at looking at the blues this year and their performance against the Joes, um, they're, they're playing within themselves and it's very hard when you're when you're so far ahead of the, ahead of everyone. You have a strong panel. You're more or less you're, you're winning the league. You're 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 not really put to the pin of your collar, and then come championship time, come a semi final, the gun is put to your head. Although you might have quality players there, thereabouts, you might be slightly off and you really need to be on it. Can Clark catch them? I think they can. I think they they definitely have the definitely have the players and the and the setup to do it. But I don't know, you I've tipped I've tipped Clark a couple of times before and they've let they've let me down. They can make you look like a fool in that way where you think they're gonna do it and then they don't. Um Draw the like I said, the Gaelic rounds would be a funny sort of a pitch. It's it's it'll make for a big intriguing midfield battle um between the two big men in in loud senior football, Peach Calif and John Commode. But um you'll also have Andy McDonald trucking around there. But that key McAvoy plays the midfield alongside uh, Peach and the match up they'll match up quite well, it'll go toe to toe, um in, like there, you're thinking, mm, right, that that matches up fairly well. 
the forwards match up fairly well. You're looking at the two sweepers then, and this is possibly where the Blues could be a little bit under pressure here in terms of Colm Judge is their sweeper, but Liam Shavlin sweeps for um, Dreadnoughts, but he's not really a sweeper. He's more of a, an extra plus one around the middle of the field, and his driving runs have been key, just like the Gales found out when he exposed them for goals. What have you? His driving runs in the middle of the field gives the Clotter a platform, drives them into the into the uh, opposition's half of the field, gets them out of trouble at the back. But he's on. He's very hard to pick up. He's a powerful runner off the shoulder, and that's the toughest toughest run to mark. That late run off the shoulder in the middle of the field in the middle sector because unless there's someone on him and hounding him the whole game, and he's not really a. a, a a fella too pinned down or tied down around the middle of the field because he's so open and he's so athletic. So the Blues will have to look for that. And I suppose I'm looking for cases, it's a bit like Dublin and Tyrone. Everyone's tipping Dublin, but they want to uh, pick cases for uh, the Dreadnoughts to win. I suppose do the Dreadnoughts go and mark Colm Judge? Just mark him out. Could you see Paul Grat being taken out of centre half and just mark Colm Judge all over the field? Or does he let? Did they let Colm Judge have the freedom of the field where he's so effective um, in a different way for the Blues? He's more of a tactician, more of a Jorginho, the Chelsea Sarri ball man, just getting the passes, stitching the whole thing together for the Blues, giving them that ton of experience to all these younger players in such a calm and composed way. Because you, you look at the Blues, these youngsters like the. They're, pa- they're passing everything with flying colours, really, like Kieran Downey, Fergal Donoghue, um, Emma Carlin. Like, all these players are just. They're just taking out. Ross, Ross Nally, they're just taking all these uh, obstacles in their stride. But is this the thing where they're, it's nearly too easy for them and they're taking the eye off the ball and they'll, they'll be coming in after the game and saying, What the fuck happened? What the hell just happened there? We We should be winning. And then. Although they have a they have a outstanding bench like the two cars um, don't seem to be starting well I think Kevin in the last day, but you've other you've other options there you've Brian Commode you have Connor Brannigan Thomas Costles all lads with a ton of experience do different roles for you to get you out of it but then sometimes if you're if you're relying on a bench it could nearly um, it could nearly take the eye off the ball within the game and you're. You're kind of like, ah, we'll be all right, someone will bail us out. But I suppose form coming into it, Clahar will be on cloud nine after stitching five goals and being really clinical. And then the Blues didn't really learn anything from playing the Joes. I suppose that's the difficulty in playing the Division 2 team in such a one-sided quarter-final. Similar to the Martins, like, you have a win, you get through, but ah, it's not overly convincing, is it? Like, you're... you're you're going through the motions, really. The result is a formality. You just want to get there and get over it, and then you're kind of you're going at yourself, and you're annoyed with yourself for mistakes and not taking the right options, and you have nearly too much time, and you're getting bad habits. So I don't know. I feel I feel the Blues can be caught in the semi final when the pressure comes on. It'll be the first time they'll probably feel pressure all year. But the big question is: Can Clotter bring that pressure? Can they? Can they make the Blues think and can they force them into a place they haven't been in probably 18 months, maybe 24 months? Uh, History is not on Clotter's side. I don't think they've bet the Blues in a long time. 
the my bet them in the league um, the start of last year when they were kind of down a lot the Blues were down a lot of players like imagine the Blues were very close to relegation last year yeah, they've went on and won the league and they've went on, since won the championship um, so injuries on both sides uh, I don't think there is uh, Stephen Burnham should be back um, that's another experienced player um, like I said they'll have the bench but Clara are adding to the bench too a couple of young players as well Scullion Monaghan uh, Dara Shevlin like all these younger lads are coming through as well Cahill Lynch is improving Pat Lynch is always a big game in him and he bang goals in um, I suppose uh, you're looking at midfield as well and sorry more more kickouts as well and under very underrated keeper is uh, Dean Martin he's come in this year Jason Laney was the goalkeeper last year but D- Dean Martin has a really good uh, relationship and kind of sync with Andy McDonnell he'll, he'll pick him out every time timing of the runs very good and Martin just flicks the ball out he's very good at getting the ball away and they're all they're all in tune with him just floats them out and then Clogher like most teams have uh, got an outfield player in goals Christian Mulroy he was a good player in his own right he's around, He's in the corner and he's in goals now and he's there for his kick out purposes probably not as sweet as Dean Martin with kick outs wise but um He's helped with some strong players around around the field. Um, very good bat on the edge of the square with um, Dermot Campbell and uh, Ross Nally. Will they match up? I'm not so sure. Probably, probably could see Brian Gargan picking Ross Nally up for two of them are low centre of gravity, close to the ground. Um, really and truly, it's going. You're looking at you're looking at the Blues are going to get over the line. They'll find a way. They're they're that good of a team to have players that can do the job. They have players off the bench who can do the job, but they love solving problems within the game. There's probably a player I have like probably a blues player I haven't even mentioned, like the, I haven't even mentioned the Moors. Connor Moore, Paul Moore, like all these boys that are just go about their business. McQuillans, um who else is there? There's a um, missing defender. Johnny Connolly. Like Johnny Connolly was playing for Loud when he was 18 or 19 like that's just the quality of lad that goes unknown for the Blues so they, they should figure a way out but this is Clark's this is Clark's chance to do the business and could you imagine then um, a Clotter and Pat's final that's what I'm thinking in my head but sure it could be a Clotter Jock's final repeat you uh, a couple of years ago um, and then you have the you got the Blues and the Pats in the final Blues and Martins repeated the Card O'Donnell final so that's what I mean so it's just fascinating who's going to get there, who's going to get into the final. They're going to be great games. They're, every semi-final this year and all the grades have been good great, good games, good entertainment, down to the wire. Did two games that both go down to the wire. Uh, yeah, Blues, the Blues to get over the line. I could, I'd, I'd love to say Clark, just as a neutral. Uh, I'm afraid to tip Clark because they usually let me down when, I, when you tip them and you could look very very foolish tipping tipping the kind of Newtown Blues who are probably the finest probably the finest uh, county champions we've had in a long long time would they put it up to a lot of teams down the years yes they probably would did they, did they rank up there with their own team of the 2000-2001 yeah you could say so um, Smiley's doing a great job I'm giving away McKeever loads of uh, loads of kudos but Smiley Phillips 
he's been he's kind of in the boot room there in the Blues down the, down the years uh, solid player as well he ha- he has them ticking over he'll be able to make the switches oh, yeah I'm going to go for the new 10 Blues um, and that that's it really that's that's the semi-final previews hopefully there's plenty there to get your teeth stuck into hopefully it didn't drag and hopefully you got gained a lot of knowledge there on on the two teams uh, on the two on the two on the two games and the four teams Really interesting games. Really looking forward to them. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Get in touch. I think I've, I threw out a few questions there. Um, get in touch with that. We are loud. Are loud proud and uh, we are loud on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, I've been Daniel Bannon. Thanks for the therapy session at the start. Um, not easy losing an intermediate semi-final it's not easy losing a semi-final you can be quite sick but um, credit to the boys in Loud Village um, should be a great final there who gets into the final of the senior who knows um, but I've went with the, the Blues and the Pats so uh, put me neck in the line could go either way you've been brilliant thanks again for listening and uh, we'll have more next week reaction live reaction and previews to the Loud Junior Final as well.